The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link slash red5. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Discover your geeky haven with Twink.com. We've been delivering you the best products and all things pop culture for more than 20 years. Enjoy a wide selection of officially licensed merch from your favorite fandoms. We carry top brands from Disney, Funko, Marvel, and DC, Star Wars, Harry Potter, and much, much more. We also offer an array of exclusives that you won't find anywhere else. With all these collectible goods, you're definitely going to need a bigger boat. Welcome to another episode of Wookiee Radio. It is the Smugglers 3, Ken, Derek, myself, Mike. How are you guys doing? All right. It's been a rough week, but not bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you've had a long week, Derek. Mm. Well, I did make make do on the word I said I was going to do. Uh, if you checked last week's episode, it is titled For Jim. Yes, I have. I have seen that. I saw that when I downloaded it. So uh, again, our our thoughts with with his family and his friends. Uh, yeah, I went to his wake last night, and uh, it was good. Uh, a lot of people. There were a lot of people there. Um, he touched a lot of people's lives. Very cool. I know. I mean, as little as we interacted with him, um, I know I. I was touched by by uh, the friendship that was building, mm. um, yeah, and just knowing him, yeah. Yeah, just yeah. just the chance to know him. So, um, so yeah, um, we have for us some new thing um, from uh, Inside Editions. We all three of us got 125 conversation cards, Star Wars themed, for dinner parties, movie marathons, and more. Uh, yeah, podcasts like when we still need to fill out time on a show. I like I like these cards. They're really interesting questions. Yeah, yeah. Well, Inside Editions, like they hooked us up. There's a bunch of stuff that they're that they're putting out right now that we got to do reviews on. Yes. And with one of them, I told Derek on Friday because I didn't find out until afterwards after we had recorded. Um, we may be getting a certain author of a certain book on the show. Cool. That would be. Uh, I won't mention any names. Ashley Eckstein. That would be huge. No, she's not going to come on. Way <laughs> yeah, to go. Way. 
So yeah, working know, on that. Uh, another book that we did. Did you guys finish up um, Inquisitor yet? Not yet. I haven't even started Are we talk about that one yet. That yeah, we can talk about that now, can't we? Uh, I won't be cautious. Let's wait one more week. I'm going to err on the side of, I don't remember the embargo date. Yeah. So I want to, I want to wait. Oh, it's an interesting book. That reminds me, Derek, I got to send you that new link. Mm. Actually, I'm just going to redrop it into our show folder since apparently I have room again. (laughs) Cool. Um, Business stuff. Knock it out of the way real quick. Uh, check out the homepage, wookieradio.net. Support our affiliates like Biddy Boomers. Use code WeBeGeeks for 15% off your purchase at Biddy Boomers for your Bluetooth speaker needs. Now, they're a great Bluetooth to have with uh, when you game. I mean, if your computer has Bluetooth capability, why not? Small little computer speaker. Attach it to your laptop. Attach it to your computer with the power. Buy an extra long micro USB cable to keep it charged. Kick back, play some uh, Star Wars Squadron or Jedi Survivor. I'm enjoying that game too. Um, okay, that was supposed to transfer. There we go. Uh, it's dropping into the folder now for you, Derek. Thank you. Um, also to uh, Red Flag Workshop. They are back. Open. Completed their move. Um, use code smuggler three for 25% off all your patch needs. I have decided I need to buy some Velcro Velcro square dots to put on my computer desk so I could put so I could post my patches that I'm not using on my backpack so I could display. Them. Hmm. Good yeah, idea. I do a video for that still. What's that? I gotta do a video for that still. Yeah. Um, also to use code Wookie for 10% off your lightsaber needs at rebel sabers. Uh, still some of the best sabers I think I've, I've seen, uh, right now there's one saber company. Everyone will tell you don't go to. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. It kind of begins with a U. <laughs> really? Uh-huh. Okay. You, Good you, to know. you know who I'm talking about? Yep. Yeah, a lot of because they're they're everywhere. I know, I know. Which is fine for those who go to conventions and whatnot because they they run some great deals. And I I have thought about buying a couple of their their mystery boxes, their cheap mystery boxes, just to have something that you know Zoe's friends come over and they and they battle. Cool. Those get trashed. Those get trashed. I'm not that concerned about it. You know, but like. Our others? Yeah, Zoe and I battle with our sabers from Rebel Sabers. I don't really battle with my legacy <laughs> sabers from Galaxy's Edge, even though I have a blade for that could go in in between. There are a few times I have battled with it, with one of them, only because my Rebel Sabers wasn't charged, which I need to charge that one up again. Um, but it's, no, typically I don't use my legacy sabers. They're display. And right now, I don't know if y'all can see them. And doing some reorganizing in this room. And they're over there on the box. My three my three sabers that I have. Uh, Plo Koon on top, Tyrannus in the middle, Dooku in the bottom. So I have both versions of Dooku's saber. Absolutely love that hilt or his, his blades. I actually like his Jedi blade better than I like his uh, Sith blade. Hmm. And I find it odd that there there there's some subtle differences. It's like the moment he went Sith, he went a little bit more ornate with the blade by adding more gold or whatnot to it. And the claw the claw is a little longer. Um, and he removed the back uh, emitter shield on it, whereas his Jedi blade has a bit of an emitter shield, shorter claw, and uh, doesn't have the the gold gold trim. 
it's more more subtle. It sounds like I just need to take a picture and put them up on on Instagram for folks to see. Yeah, yeah, really. So, and then of course the top one, like I said, is Plo Koon, which I got three days before I had my foot surgery a year ago. <laughs> so, yay! <laughs> a good memory. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. No, it's not. Maybe. <laughs> um. So let's go ahead and dive into uh, some stories this week. Like I said, uh, show notes are up for you guys to follow along. The host, that is, not the listeners. Um, I'm going to start off with collectibles, which is what's up on the docket first. The two new figures have been introduced. um, And I guess they're going to be part of the next Walmart Collector Con event. Uh, Pre-orders for these will be... Next week, the 18th through starting on the 18th, uh, which also, I guess, happens to be right around the time of San Diego Comic-Con. Huh. Wow. Can't believe it's almost time for the Geek New Year. It doesn't really feel like it this year. I know. I know. With the rider strike, the impending um, SAG strike. And uh, a bunch of companies not even bothering to show up this year. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're not showing up because of the rider strike and the impending SAG strike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It may actually go back to a Comic Con. Yeah, I, I think there's still going to be some studios presenting. Well, it's just it's a convenience thing. I mean, yeah, but you know, it's okay not to have these groups there. I think that's fine personally because it it allows the con to relax and breathe a little bit and be a comics and collectible con again. Yeah. I mean, I know like Lucasfilm and, and the companies are going to have booths there. Just fine. That's how Star Wars got started in 76. They had a booth at San Diego Comic-Con. Cool. Well, the cool thing about that all the guys presenting there all at once was that um, you got everything all at once. And, it, and you could just take like four days off of work and you got all the news you wanted. Yeah. And now it's just spread out all over the place. You never know when you're going to get what. Mm. Yep. But with these figures, uh, we have... A new Black Series Obi-Wan Kenobi Jedi Legend. This one's cool because it actually is a new Obi-Wan Kenobi figure. It's not just Obi-Wan, yes. it's just Ewan McGregor in Alec Guinness's robes. Correct. This is actually from the Obi-Wan series. Correct. And he's got the T-16 Skyhopper model. Mm-hmm. Uh, the goggles, which is cool. Um, the only thing that I find confusing is the cloak. I thought he wore his Jedi robes. I didn't. I don't remember a sleeveless cloak. No, he wouldn't have been wearing Jedi robes. No, yeah. He wasn't wearing his Jedi robes. I mean, he, he's got the, this essentially looks like a Jedi robe, but no sleeves. I remember. Yeah, when you're on Tatooine, uh, you can dress that up to look just like anybody else's robe. Yeah. Um, the other is now the third, no, fourth, I'm sorry, fourth character to be done in Force Spirit, Wygon Jin. Because they just released the Force Spirits from Return of the Jedi not too long mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. This one looks cool, but it goes back to what we talked about a couple weeks ago with um, Black Series. If I'm going to spend 30 bucks, I'm looking at what am I getting for that. And in this, you're just getting a figure. There's no accessories. There's nothing else with it. Which this figure, being the um, ghost of Qui-Gon, wouldn't have any accessories. But it's still $30 for just the figure is a little much, I think. Yeah. Well, he's got all that Force Ghost energy. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say the... As soon as GameStop has this on clearance, yeah, it'll be mine. No, I, yeah, I totally agree with you, especially on, on a figure like that. I mean, it looks cool and all, but, yeah, for that price. 
Yeah. Well, for CollectorCon, it's a Walmart exclusive. So maybe you'll see it at, at GameStop. Walmart exclusive? Okay, it'll be in Ollie's in six months. <laughs> <laughs> True. It's funny. There's all these figures coming out to Ollie's and mine doesn't have them. Yeah. I've not see. I've not been to Ollie's in a while. I need to stop by over there. Um, by the way, speaking of um, figure prices, on um, on an unrelated note, so today is day two of of Amazon Prime Day, and um, they have all of the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon figures for all of them. Each one is for under twenty bucks. Nice. Oh wow! A couple of them are only like twelve bucks. Oh wow! Mm. Yeah, I did not do the prime go prime shopping this year. I bought some D and D stuff for my games. I I flipped a little bit, but it was too dangerous. I was going to spend money I didn't have to spend. Mm. There's nothing that's jumped out at me. Well, it, every year for Prime Day, it's like there's a couple things that look cool, but nothing's jumped out at me saying you got to have this. Yeah. Really, the only great deals you are usually is on Amazon products. And even that stuff, I don't buy a lot of Amazon products like Kindles and stuff. Yeah. And I don't really like go for the big stuff either. So the expensive stuff that's on sale, it's still expensive. Yes. <laughs> well, like one thing I would have potentially gone for the Navarro Cantina set, it's thirty nine ninety five. Hmm. So, yeah, no, I could get it cheaper, maybe, but no. If they have extras, it'll end up on Wood anyway. <laughs> yeah, I if think. If you look at Wood more than they do Amazon anyway. And anybody who does, because I, I still find people all the time that have no idea what I'm talking about when I say that. Woot.com is Amazon's clearance site. Yeah. It's owned by Amazon. You log into your Amazon account, everything else. But it's I all their clearance that. stuff. Huh? I didn't know that. Yeah. It's Woot.com. W-O-O-T. Hmm. Cool. Uh, it's over stocks and clearances and stuff like that. The Tanta V4 playset is $33.99. And the Carbon Freezing Chamber playset is $39.95. This is all vintage collection size, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the um, I don't know if y'all been following on Facebook or social media. The Hasbro HasLab tees for Star Wars. No. New one came out uh, today, I think it was. And a lot of people were, were reading it. And uh, the last one was Meet at Docking Bay. I'm like, wait, I'm looking at it. There's more Arabish here. But they use the, the dot the dot and line uh, numbering for for the for Arabish, which is which is canon. There's two different number styles for for mo- you know, for a lot of it. A lot of people know the uh, like for six is a line with a circle underneath. Or nine is a circle on top, line underneath type thing. Um, sorry, I have an app on my phone, which I could work on my Arabish letters and identifying what letters are. And they do letters and numbers. Um, but I happen to know some of the, the numbers that they were showing in the, the dot form. And I'm like, wait, people are missing out part. Well, people are just going, oh, meeting at Docking Bay. And it's like, well, no, it's meeting at Docking Bay 1027. So is that when they're launching it? No, uh, supposedly launching at San Diego Comic Con. Okay, I don't know that. I don't know that number in the reference to Star Wars, though. That's why I was curious. Because usually, in most Star Wars numbers, most Star Wars 
fans, it's an automatic. When you hear a number, you know what it refers to. Right. Um, Zibit all. Uh, I'm, I'm wondering, and I'll confirm here in a second. Nope, it's not Hasbro's booth. Hasbro's booth is 3213. It would have made more sense if they did that. Yeah. But I'm, I'm wondering if... Ooh, the um, Lego Star Wars Boba Threat throne room um, is 6650 now. Ooh, very cool. Mm-hmm. I keep going. <laughs> um... So yeah, I I was just I'm I'm wondering though. Wait, what's this wrote? Wikipedia. Well, there's a couple of um docking bays that we would know it could be Death Star Docking Bay, could be um what is it? Um Docking Bay ninety three or whatever at Moss Eisley. Ninety four. Ninety four. Mm. Could be Hoth. Uh Docking Bay. I saying it's here. I put in Docking Bay ten twenty seven in the in Wikipedia, and the first thing it shows me is uh or ten yeah ten twenty seven is Star Tours. Okay. I don't think we're getting the new Star Speeder. Doesn't make I sense. Don't know if they can sell a Haslab on that one. Yeah, I don't. I don't yeah. think so either. Yeah, it'd be a cool um cool one, but I don't think you're gonna sell a Haslab with it. I don't. I don't think you will either. Uh, Docking Bay. 107. Yeah. Uh-uh. Nothing specific for Docking Bay 1027. What's Docking Bay's sequel trilogy for the um for Starkiller Base and some of those? I we don't get numbers, do we? Uh-uh. But, um, Kylo Ren's Star Destroyer? Yes. But I'm trying to think also, it's like what could, what would actually sell uh, um HasLab? I don't think it's going to be a playset. See. I think it'll actually be a vehicle if anything. Yeah, it's a ship. Yeah. It supposedly has a rear Rear gun turret. Speculation is everyone, everyone's saying it's the ghost. That's where I was going to, when you said rear gun turret, that's the first thing I thought of, especially with Ahsoka. The Ahsoka series coming. I would laugh. Yeah, possibly. I would laugh if it was the Phantom 2. <laughs> well, no, no, no. You get the ghost. <laughs> you made me snort. <laughs> you get the ghost and the, um, you get the Phantom if they make enough money or whatever. It's an add-on. Yeah. Okay. So that's your first upgrade. You get the ghost with Hera and Chopper to start with. Then you add on the Phantom and some of the other stuff. Okay. So here's what I might have found for um, what Docking Bay 1027 may be. Found an article on Toy Habits Star Wars Black Series and Vintage Collection 1027 reveals and pre order from October 28th, 2022. Okay. So from Hasbro's 1027 fan stream to October 27th fan stream, vintage collection figures that were announced that day. Boba Fett. Wait, sorry, Black West Black Series. I say that doesn't jump out of me. Okay, vintage collection. Artillery Stormtrooper. No. I don't I don't see it being a new uh troop carrier. No. Um now, if you're mentioning Boba Fett, an actual um Black Series scale. Boba Fett Starship or Slave One might actually pull it. Yeah. Do it on the scale and with the detail and um, the love that they put into the Razor Crest, but do it do it for Slave One. Yeah. It does have that a rear it does have a rear turret, technically. So the whole thing is a turret. <laughs> yeah. That one I could definitely see um, selling a Haslab. Yeah. I, I could see that. That that could go pretty good too. And the ghost would also if they do it in a black series. 
It's not going to be Black Series. It's going to be vintage. Because Razor Crest was Black Series, wasn't it? No, it was, no, vintage. It was vintage. Okay. Yeah. But it, it, basically, if they put the love and care they put into Razor Crest into either the Ghost or the Slave One, then it, I think it would go. If you think about it, the only sets that did well, Star Wars Haslab, were vehicles. The Razor Crest. Yeah. Java Skiff. Well, or Java Cell Barge. Did you get the same thing with um, when you go to G.I. Joe's Classified? Sky Striker, the, the Dragonfly. Sky Striker was vintage size. I know. Yeah. Well, uh, the Dragonfly is actually classified series. Yep. Yeah, that's the six inch. And it's awesome. If I but had, I would order the his tank. It, the his tank was, was they, six inch. Yeah. yeah. His, the his tank was a classified size. But, um, if I had the space, for, awesome I would too. figure out a way to get the um, Dragonfly. I don't have anywhere to put it in my entire house. I know that's the I, problem. As much as I I like the dragonfly, I I would have, I still would have done the hiss over the dragonfly. See, I used to have the dragonfly, the original. Me too. Uh, I did not. I like one. Of the I had the sky striker. About it is the push button rotor blade. Yeah, that was phenomenal. That was sweet. <laughs> yeah. Now, if they ever do the Cobra Rattler, I had one of those also. Yeah, me too. I, I had the sky. It. I had the sky striker and the Rattler. Me too. And if they were to do a six inch Rattler or even a vintage collection Rattler, I would be all over that because the Air Force base that Melissa's dad worked at, the Air National Guard that was there, they flew A-10s. And that's what the Rattler yeah. is, is an A-10. Mm-hmm. And I would get I that just A-10s because of the Rattler. Exactly. That's that's where my love of the um, Tomcat comes in. The F-14s. It's from G.I. Joe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get, it's like if you look, yeah, Joe started getting futuristic and stuff after the first, but the first generation Joe's a real American hero was all just regular um, military vehicles that were modified. Right. Cobra had some interesting ones, but most of the, especially the Joe vehicles, were all just standard um, army stuff. Yeah, or Army, Navy, and Air Force. Right. It's almost like the only thing Cobra had that was not um, outrageous was their. Their Jeep yeah. or, or their Hummer. Yeah, yeah. Their Hummer and uh, the Rattler. Yeah, because his tank was uh, totally created for Cobra. Yeah. Uh, what you call them? The bubbles, the trouble bubbles. Trouble bubbles, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, really, if you remember back to G.I. Joe, that's the only four vehicles you really ever saw Cobra with until you got to G.I. Joe the movie. <laughs> I know. Well, they they had that speedboat thing. Yes. Yeah, they yes. had the Watson. I had that. That was awesome. My brother had that. One of my favorite Cobra vehicles was also always not exactly Cobra. It was, though. It was the um, Thunder Machine. The Thunder Machine Dreadnought. Well, Derek, this one sits by your heart. Have you seen the Thunder Machine Transformer? Yep. The sound wave. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. I ordered it yet. Not yet, but I want to. It comes with Zorana and and two of the Dreadnoughts, doesn't it? Yes. And I don't remember who, who the other one was. Oh. It should be what his name, Thrasher or whatever. He was the um, pilot or Thrasher, the driver. Yeah. It might be. It should be him. I mean, that doesn't. It should, yeah, it really should. I know I, I should. The GI Joe classified podcast. <laughs> and I was going to say, welcome to the GI Joe podcast. Wookie Radio, <laughs> Wookie Classified. <laughs> it's the Wookie Classified series. I think that's the show title right there. Um, <laughs> the uh, oh god, I just had it on my. I just had it on my are you trying to get us back on track no it was still something okay. G.I. Joe oh Super 7 just released a figure set 
and it's the Baroness, Cobra Commander, and Destro in disguise. <laughs> From that one episode where Baroness is a nurse, Cobra Commander is yeah. the old lady. Yep. Yeah. They, they're, I don't know if that's a, a Comic-Con exclusive or if it's something that is just coming out. I'm like, oh, man. That's awesome. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's really cool? I'm, I'm digging Super awesome 7. During the pandemic. Huh? Go ahead. Sorry. I'll say something that Hasbro did during the pandemic that was awesome that they just kept going is there is a 24-7 running G.I. Joe channel on YouTube. Yeah. They're still doing that? Awesome. Yeah. It, they just kept it running. It just runs G.I. Joe 24, um, the original G.I. Joe Real American Hero cartoon 24-7. So you I, never know when you turn it on. Are you going to be on in the middle of one of the um, miniseries? Or are you going to be what's going on? Right. I, I just got to ask, is it wrong for me to say okay, <laughs> no, what? that I actually like the Super 7 figures better at the three and three quarter inch scale than what Hasbro's doing with the re-release of theirs? I've oh, not really looked at it, a lot of it. Of the three and three quarter inch? Yeah. Or the classified? No, yeah, three and three quarter inch. Um, no, you can say that. Uh, One thing I like about what the Super 7 doing is like they're doing... Like the the Cobra in disguise, and um, like some of the some of the figures you might not expect to see from the cartoon and stuff. Now, I I will say with their stuff, it's um, it, it's all more retro style with the five points of articulation, mm-hmm. and not and not the full articulation like they they had. When they when they first came out, right. So I think that's how they're getting away with doing these figures. Is yes, they're copying the the styles, but they're not copying the figure exactly because it's only the five POA, right. And I th- and I think that's kind of almost what I'm liking about the Super Seven figs is you're you're getting some of the same accessories that the original characters had, but you're getting it as if hey. What if these were had no point? You know, what if these were just five POA? Yeah. But they also have stuff like I'm sitting here looking at G.I. Joe MP clean shaven. Yeah. Well, I know for a fact there's a lot more than just clean shaven. There's probably, you know, they, they have them in at least three different races mm-hmm. or ethnicities, right? You know, I guess races. Uh, three, you know, they have blue shirts clean shaven with facial hair, different ethnicities, Cobra snakeling factory worker, same thing. Hmm. So you can army build all those background extras with the, you know, with, with their figures, which you can't do in uh, with Hasbro. Yeah. And then they continue on and do stuff like, Oh, Quinn. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Cobra shock trooper. I mean, you want Cobra female trooper with long hair, black, black, long hair. Cool. You got that too. It's just amazing everything available that they that they have. You you can literally Cobra Trooper with Y back suspenders or H back suspenders. Hmm. It, it, it's the only thing the only thing I don't like about them is they are a little on the expensive side. Yes, for what they yeah. are. Yeah, that's and they actually for less articulation than the original figures had back in the eighties. Yeah. yeah, that's my only- the original ones had what uh, had the elbows and everything else that changed that. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. GI Joe. 
G.I. Joe introduced, uh, this is why Star, you know, me as a Star Wars collector at the time, it's like, well, if G.I. Joe could do this, why can't Hasbro, or why can't Kenner do this with G.I. Joe, or with Star Wars? And then Hasbro buys Kenner in the, and during that time of the Power of the Force 2, and they still didn't do it. It wasn't until the movies came out that we start to get, actually, it wasn't even until later than that. Well, they wanted to keep them. Um, it would get articulation. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, if they changed it, they would have to actually have it as a, um, as an actual new line. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I, I would almost hate to see what super seven would do with star Wars. If they ever got that license. Uh-huh. Did you know super seven has black hole figures, Mike? Yes. They also have princess bride figures too. Yes. They have all kinds of stuff. I'm looking yeah. at the yeah. hologram. All their 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 line of action figures, reaction figures, are amazing. They even have three. They even have three and three quarter inch transformer. Yeah. No, they don't have one. Well, okay. I saw Bruce Lee, and for some reason in my head, it popped up. I was like, wait, do they have Last Dragon action figures? Yeah. <laughs> so that would have been phenomenal. Uh, getting back on um, track. <laughs> yes. Yes. I did find your sound wave. The Soundwave Transformers Dreadnought Thunder Machine is Zartan and Zorana come with it. Oh, okay. And Zartan actually has Ravage on a leash with a chain. Oh, nice. <laughs> that is cool. Um, but yeah, it should have been. Okay. It should have had Thrasher in there. Yeah. But still, Both, I want it. Yeah, it's sold out. Hundred bucks sold out. Of course. Oh yeah. So, um, you know, I'm looking at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Wookiee Classified is the name of this week's show. (laughs) Um, Let's jump right into the Ahsoka trailer. It's like the biggest news of of this week. What? There was an Ahsoka trailer? Oh, yeah. Just like Reaction has Return of the Living Dead reaction figures of zombies. I didn't say that. Um, Oh, my God. They also got Sesame Street. Yep, yep, Martians. Uh Yeah, I've seen those. Uh And Roger Rabbit. Hey, that's Disney related. <laughs> it's Disney now. It was then too. I thought it was part owned. It was part which, owned by Warner Brothers as well. It was TriStar, I believe, which I it was, they, they worked with all kinds of studios to make it. But yeah. but the character when the, shortly after the character came out or the movie came out, the character appeared in the Disney parks. Yeah. So oh, the actual actual Roger Rabbit himself. Yep. It was mm. in the parks. Um. Yeah. I, I got him these black hole figures to go with the droids. That's why I went away from the site. So I don't, I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, Ahsoka, what biggest surprise for you guys out of it? Surprise for me was in, um, rebels. I never picked up anywhere that, um, Sabine was force sensitive at all. Uh, she's a Padawan of, um, Ahsoka one spot that I, I picked up, there was one time you picked up that she may be force sensitive. And that's when she was training with Kanan with the dark saber. Yeah. But she was learning how to use it. She didn't actually use the force at all. Uh, he was trying to teach her the force is the impression I got is he felt she had that once, once being exposed to the dark saber and her using it, that she, she was force sensitive that the saber drew it out of her. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I started tonight. I watched the um, first episode of Rebels. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do a rewatch before the show comes out. Yeah, I want to say it'd be season three when all that yeah. goes down. Um, 
season three, they knew they were they knew they were wrapping up. Or no, four. There's four seasons total, isn't there? Four seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Between season three and four, they started throwing all the lore in there because they knew they didn't have much time left. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh yeah four season three is where they really get into it because four she gives the saber to Bo-Katan. Mm-hmm. which is funny because she and Boke takes it even though it's just like wait a minute she didn't earn that. Mm-hmm. That's why, you know, they touched that uh, in the series that she, because she didn't win it combat, she just took it. That that's what led to the fall of Mandalore. Yeah. Seems a little arbitrary to uh, <laughs> have an entire empire fall over, but whatever. Um, Them's the rules. <laughs> but I want to say that's where I remember the sense that Okay, she may be force sensitive, but I didn't. I didn't think. I, I did not consider her as force sensitive as what we're seeing with the trailer. Of yeah, all of a sudden she became a Padawan, so to speak, to Ahsoka. Right. Well, also in here they don't actually implicitly say that she's um, learning to be a Jedi. She could have just continued learning from Ahsoka um, when Kanan had already started teaching her. This I don't is true know. too. So they well, have, does she have the force at all in this? She may not. She just may have been learning how to use a lightsaber mm-hmm. and be proficient at a lightsaber. Yeah. I mean, Jedi were the only ones, Jedi and Sith, as far as we know, usually are the only ones with lightsabers. That doesn't mean they're the only ones that can use lightsabers. True. Well, prior to, who, who was the, the last person that we knew who, who wasn't force sensitive that used a lightsaber? Or one of the first people we saw? Grievous. No, Han Solo. Maybe it's just four. Yeah, but all he did was open up a tauntaun. That's not the same. Yeah, but he picked. Yeah. But he picked up the saber like there was nothing. And supposedly at that time, it's like, well, no, it's supposed to be this heavy thing, like we see Din Djarin when he's got the black saber or the dark saber. Now he's yeah, fighting it. That's because the dark saber, the dark saber is a little different than a regular lightsaber in that way. Yeah, but the original description of what lightsabers were they were originally supposed to be because of the force or because of the nature of the saber they're supposed to be heavy that's yeah. why they were originally supposed to be a two-handed weapon well the way i've heard it was and then it changed it, by the end of the empire heavy but at least as heavy as a uh, standard broadsword yeah it has the weight of a standard broadsword what we would use as a broadsword so it has weight to it basically you're not just swinging around a handle with um nothing on the end of it right so so but um, no, we saw Grievous um, wield four lightsabers at a time. Mechanical, mechanical yeah. means though. Um, Finn, but the, but there's it's been alluded that it, he's force sensitive. Yeah. See any of the Mandalorians swinging the dark saber? Bo-Katan, the, the I say, and the one with Han Solo. There's there's rumors out there and conspiracy theories that Han may have been force sensitive also. And just he didn't train it up. He didn't know he had the force. It was one of those he was getting the little bit of intuition. That's why he was so lucky. No, Plus it's not. It's not like a lightsaber is Mjolnir, and only the worthy can handle it. Right, but it'd be almost like anyone could pick up Mjolnir, but the worthy could wield it easily. For everyone else, it's it's like an anchor. Depends on who, um, what universe you're talking about. And then, remember, in the MCU, you can't pick it up at all. Yeah, right. So, um, I I think it was interesting. We do know, uh, is it Balin? Yes, I believe that's his name. Was a yeah. former was a former Jedi, just yes. like Ahsoka, because he knew uh, Anakin. He knew he Anakin. Ahsoka. 
And, and I loved how Ahsoka has got the line. Anakin didn't didn't finish his training with me. I walked away. And that one there, I think he's actually ta- she's actually talking to Hera. There's the way this is set it up here. Well, uh, yeah. Or Hera or, says there was someone else that can help her. Yeah, or possibly talking to uh, Sabine. Sabine. Yeah. Sabine turns around, and that's where we get that that reveal of Master. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, it's an interesting direction. I mean, are you are you surprised going back to that with Sabine? Are you surprised any that there would have been a Master Apprentice scenario between Sabine and Ahsoka? I am a little. Actually, I was a lot because if you remember at the end of um at the end of Rebels when they take off to go find Ezra, they were um talking, they were acting like they were just equals. Yeah, but who's to say? You know, we're looking at this is running parallel to to season three of Mandalorian timeline, mm-hmm. which everyone's making that such a big deal. It's like we kind of know this. Yeah, it's, it's not that big of a deal. It's media sites looking for clickbait. That only that puts us only a handful of years after the end of Rebels. So, uh, at this Rebels, point in time, we're seven. Scene of Rebels is after Return of the Jedi, right? So we're we're talking seven yeah. years. We're at this point in time. We're seven years after the end of Rebels, at the end of Empire Strike or uh, Return of the Jedi. We're seven years after the fall of the second Death Star. Is where we're at in the in the Mandoverse time. Mm-hmm. So and there's still Inquisitors out there. There's still Inquisitors out. At least one. <laughs> Which I'd be curious to know who it is. I still have a funny feeling it's Barris Offrey. I don't think we'll ever see Barris Offrey just because everybody thinks it's a Barris Offrey every time they anybody yeah, says I think so too. And if you go with what we've heard about, found out about Ahsoka already and seeing Bad Batch, it doesn't matter if they were still Jedi or not. The um, Order 66 still put them on the, in the crosshairs. Yeah. Unless they were specifically working with the Empire. Everybody else was under, was a target. Unless you convert it, and but Barris could have converted because she was in she was in a prison cell. Yeah, when Order sixty six goes down, and if she has denounced herself as a member of the Jedi Order, that's not all it takes. It, though you have to actively join them because uh, remember, Ahsoka denounced the Jedi and walked away. If right. she was still target, right? But who's to say Barris didn't, in order to survive from prison, say no? I'll join you and denounce and, and go full dark side. She was heading down that path anyway. Possibly. So the big reveal in this in this trailer, though, the big, huge one. What do you think of Thrawn? The look of Thrawn. It's <laughs> it's I almost wish they added some prosthetics to him to to elongate yeah. his face a little bit. Yeah, well, Maybe. the thing is, everybody um, thinks of Thrawn. If you think of Thrawn, the only time we've seen Thrawn visually is in Rebels. In the comics. And even the cover art for the books, yeah. even but the recently. One, but the official one is what you see in Rebels. I so. think. I think the thing with Thrawn is it's um, he's a cool design and everything. But when you see him, kind of see him in live action, it's a little like the blue with the red eyes is a little jarring. It, it's uh, the blue. The blue. I think they were. I think they're running into the same problem with the blue for Thrawn as they did with uh, Cad Bane. Cad Bane, and it's the same thing when you see pictures of uh, Captain Keevan from the Star Cruiser. When it's overlit, the blue blue's not right. Yeah, right. But when when you when you're 
when you're not adding the extra, extra lighting to it, the blue is perfect because Keevan, Captain Keevan, um, is the, is, is a Praetorian? No. Oh, you're talking, um, Captain of the Star Cruiser. Pantoran. Pantoran. Pantoran, yes. She's Pantoran. If you think about even even when George Lucas was a Pantoran in Revenge of the Sith going into the opera. Yeah. His blue wasn't perfect wasn't exactly perfect either. It's something about that shade of blue on screen that, that doesn't translate right. Yeah. yeah. So we see but we see um Thrawn looking at the camera for about a half a second. Right. When we see him full on and see the actual performance of the actor, we'll have to see then what we think right. is wrong on screen. Uh, I think it's still been a great choice to have Lars doing the character. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because he, he did the voice and it's it's another sort of like um, Katie Sackoff bringing Bo-Katan to live action. Yeah, it's definitely a good choice. Um, I just with our similar complaints that we had about the Inquisitor. Or the Grand Inquisitor. It, oh, right. Yeah. They could have elongated his head more like the ra- like the race he supposedly f- is from uh, Utapo. Yeah. Utapau. Utapau. Yeah. Right. Why? You know, I was kind of hoping they would, like I said, it wouldn't have had to do a lot, but just minor, minor prosthetic on the chin, chin and bottom jawline just to extend just to extend yeah. it a little bit. You didn't have to do that. They could have actually done it digitally. Yeah, but they're they're going for practical. Go ahead and do it practical. Oh, trust yeah. me. They, they're doing a lot of practical, but I guarantee there's hundreds and hundreds of digital shots per, for each episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. But I, I would say just go ahead, and, go ahead and continue with the effect. Just do the prosthetics. Do you know? It's just the minor. You're already doing the contacts. Just go ahead and do the, the minor prosthetic of elongating the, the chin and Jawline, give him a slightly longer face. Doesn't have to be much, just a little, just a little bit more. Yeah, they could, they could do something like that. But I, I, I would, I would not be bothered by that. I mean, I, I like how he looks. Yeah, but and, and Lars already has a somewhat elongated face as it is. I just want a little bit more. It is kind of like the Cad Bane thing. Like when I saw Cad Bane, I was like, something looks off. And it is it's it is because of the, the shade of blue and everything it was. It's a little weird. If they chose a different blue. Yeah. Instead of saying, you know, this is what the official blue is for, for Pantorans and for, for Crees and for you know, because everyone's going, Well, they look darker in you know, with that character in uh in the Cantina. It could also be live action lighting that um if you go much darker, it looks black. True. Well, go back to, to when we see him and uh, see that race the first time in the cantina. It's a darker setting. So that blue looks darker. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's it's OK. I think if you're trying to match the blue from from the animation in lower light, it looks fine. Darker light or the brighter the light on screen because of the medium, it doesn't translate well. It kind of reminds me of um, sometimes uh, some superhero costumes. Like we all, we all want to see like the superheroes in their correct costumes on screen, but some of the superheroes' costumes don't really translate well, so they yeah. have to make some changes. Yeah, some work, some don't. Right. 
So, um, I think the other one that, that caught me off guard was, uh, Sabine cuss her hair. Oh yeah. And we go back to the, I mean, I liked the long hair look of her. I thought that was cool. I liked it. And I was kind of hoping we would see it more. Yeah. Yeah. And I would love to have seen how she would have dealt with it underneath the helmet. Hmm. But we know how she deals with it under the helmet. She cuts it. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, okay. So seeing Chopper, seeing Chopper in the droid port on the out, outside of the ghost hmm. was mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. I want to know what is this ship? Um, when she's flying down Lothal and there's a ship that's by her, is that Ahsoka's fighter or what is that? That's a good question. That I don't recognize that model of ship. Is it the red and white? No. Uh, hang on. Let me get to it here. I would love to see um, Sabine meet up with the the Mandalorians. Yeah. Um, and see her reaction to their whole to what's going on there. Their whole creed and everything. Well, I think she would fall in line with uh, Bo-Katan and. In that clan. Yeah, I'm sure she would. Um, there. You can kind of see it here. Let me slow this down so that we can. Oh, yeah. Uh, there we go. Playback speed 2.25. If I remember correctly, that is an E-Wing. Is that an E-Wing? I believe so. Um, I don't have to see it again. Because it lands in front of her all here in just a second, too. She goes sliding underneath it. That's the behind her there, but see there. That isn't from that. And you you happen to stop at the greatest thing. What does that look like? I caught it right away when I first saw it. Before I saw the whole uproar on social media. What R two getting shot? No, it's not R two. Well, it's it's R two, but it's not R two. I didn't see any social media stuff. Why? What? Who's that? Uh, doesn't that kind of look like the R2 action figure dome from when we were kids? I don't know. I had it. Yeah, I suppose so. Uh, it's, we'll, we'll play through it again real quick. So you think those are E-Wings? E- yes. I'm almost uh, positive. I don't know. I still can't tell. I just sent uh, Wikipedia's thing about the E-Wing. Okay, yeah. It's an E-Wing. It is. It's an E-Wing. And then go... So that's... You know what, dude? Um... If you put that together with Hera talking to the to the um, government, E-Wings are a New Republic ship. So it looks like um, it's possibly Hera um, sending for Sabine. Yes. Or Ahsoka working with the, the New Republic to go get Sabine. Her helmet looks really good, though. Yeah. Yeah. So go back to the image of the astromech popping up out of the... Oh, the E-Wing. Share it again? Yep. And check this out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was probably designed to to look that, like that. That is awesome. If if that's what Filoni did. It's Filoni. Of course he did that. A way of throwing a... a retro look figure in and make it in universe. This is Dave Filoni we're talking about here. I would love to know what the uh supposedly the E sevens were designed or the E wings were designed for R seven droids to be the, the dro- astromech in use. That's not an R seven droid. We've seen R seven droids in the show. 
E-Wing goes all the way back to, wasn't that originally talked about in the original Thrawn trilogy? They had mentioned E-Wings? Yes, I believe so. So actually, they may go back even farther than that. that those may have been first introduced back in the West End Games, Star Wars. I believe so. Um, the... Okay, so the R7 Astromech is... Uh, so what's been canon? Where was the canon at? Where was it canon uh, R7 first appeared in Chapter 10, The Passenger of the Mandalorian, and then wasn't identified until Chapter 21, The Pirate, was an R7. And I want to say R7s are... Okay, Plo Koon had an R7 with an R2 dome, which was typical to, to swap out dome types. And Ahsoka's droid was an R7 as well. With an, first with, an R2, the, with an R2 with an R2 head. Okay. Well, the first appearance of the E-wing was actually back in Dark Empire. Yeah. The comic books. Damn. Uh, um, now the normal R7 head from Legends has a triangle eye on the front instead of the circular eye on the dome. The, the sensor port is a the sensor eye is a triangle. So, be interesting if this <laughs> becomes Monothaba back again. Yep. It'd be interesting to see if this is the uh, becomes the new canon for R7s. Is this this particular dome, which I'd be okay with? I would absolutely be okay with. Absolutely okay with. Um, uh, and yes, uh, Genevieve O'Reilly does make an appearance in Ahsoka, but apparently it's it's very minimal her involvement in the series. Well, yeah, it's a cameo basically. But how cool is it too that uh, we also get at the end of the trailer? It's a uh, two episode premiere on the twenty third. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm wondering around that week, do we need to swap Weeby Geeks and Wookie Radio that week? Perhaps because there's no way I'm going to be able to watch it for Wednesday. You okay with that, Eric? Yeah, that's fine. In a way, I kind of don't like when they start off with two episodes because then it means it's going to end that much quicker. But yeah, uh, final episodes October fourth. So so on the um, Republic Council, there do we recognize anybody else other than I think uh, Momoth is the only one I recognize out of all the the five of them they show. I mean, one of them's a reuse, but are are you? Uh, can you screenshot it for sure? Screen. I don't recognize anybody else. She looks kind of familiar. Right beside Momothma. Yeah. Um, no, I don't recognize any of them. Don't either. But these, this is these could be new members of the the New Republic at this point. Yeah, the New Republic Council or something. Yeah. Uh, I will say, seeing the fleet troopers in the background, mm-hmm. not a fan. Not a fan no. of that costume. No, That's the same I don't. costume that we saw on the prison barge and um, what's called that's a New Republic soldier costume yep. or um, uniform. Yep. Yeah. Standard soldiers. I, I didn't like it then either. Yeah. <laughs> if looks, you look though, looks too much like Agents of Shield. Yeah. Yeah. This um, th- this set should look very familiar. Almost. It looks like the war room from the frigate on um, Return yeah. of the Jedi. From Home One. Yeah. So they, I think she's on a Mon Cal cruiser because that's what it looks like with all the seating. Yeah, probably. And the hall table in the middle. Could be. Good. Like the twin Could. behind her. This may actually. This may be Home One. I thought at this point in time, now this is after she's she's had uh, after she started Alphabet Squadron. Yeah, she's General Sandula at this point. 
Yeah, it looks like her jacket reflects more of the Alphabet Squadron potential jacket. Yeah. It'd be slick if we actually get some reference to the Alphabet Squadron. But with Alphabet Squadron, her ship was a Imperial Star Destroyer. Yeah. That, that was confiscated. I mean, the, the the ship that we see in this particular shot is Ahsoka's ship, which was a typical Jedi Jedi shuttle. But this one here? That's a Mando Blade, sh- Blade Cruiser shuttle. That's a Mandalorian shuttle. Because later on, when you see it landed, it lands with the blade or the um, wings to the sides. Right. That's a Mandalorian shuttle. With, um, but, I mean, it's got an X-wing escort, but but we we saw Jedi use that as well. That same type of shuttle. So I remember, sure. I remember Anakin using one very similar. Are you talking about the Twilight or whatever it was called? No, not the Twilight. Shot? Not the Twilight. Yeah, that's definitely it. Yeah. Because oh, later on oh. in here, you see the um, that Ahsoka ship landed, and it's um, everything's off to the side. It's almost the same as a blade fighter. See here, it's hovering with everything up and down. But if you see there, you can see here where it turns. I think that's a Mando, sh- Mando ship. The Jedi may have used that style ship also, but I believe it's uh, Mandalorian style or um, make. I <clears throat> I like the way they did Sabine's hair there. Yeah. Before she cut it. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Looks like a T6 shot. Oops. Yeah, it does. Which was a jet, also known as the Jedi Ambassador Show. Mm. You know, this could be Moncala the design. With that T6? Yeah. Because uh, remember the, uh, the B-Wings do that too. It is... Uh, yeah. According to Wikipedia. Uh, Slain and, and Corpil was originally a Verpine Hive colony company based in, a, in the Roshi asteroid field. Uh, was heavily or was allied heavily with the Rebel Alliance during the Galactic Civil War, and the company worked with then Commander Gile Akbar to develop the B-wing starfighters, the Rebel fleet. Okay. Uh, they also d- developed the B-wing, B-wing E, the B-wing E two for the Rebels. Uh, the company's other main vehicle was used by the New Republic was the V-wing combat speeder. Which is not the, uh, I don't know, that may, no, it doesn't look right. I'm assuming this is really, this is a new ship, but it's based on all other designs. Could be. I think it's a T-6 shuttle. And that other ship looks like it's a, um, an E-wing. It'd be nice if we could see the cockpit to see if it matches. Yeah, because I'm looking at this V-Wing, and this could almost give it a run for its money. It just, the the, v, the V-Wing looks too wide. To me, that just looks too wide. Yeah. Compared to what we saw. Because I'm not seeing an astromech port. Yeah. No, I think those are definitely E-Wings that we're seeing. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be funny if that's the HasLab? <laughs> it's an E-Wing. <laughs> no, 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 it's not big enough. I don't think that would do well. <laughs> the Phantom Phantom 2 could work. It had a rear <laughs> turret too. I'm just saying. You mean the ghost and the Phantom? No, just the Phantom. Just the Phantom. <laughs> just the Phantom 2. <laughs> they could probably do that in uh, the Black Series size. <laughs> yeah, but they've already said it's going to be vintage. Mm. No, what they need to do is the, um, the Outrider. 
and see how many people remember that. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, we may be seeing the Outrider show up in uh, Star Wars Outlaw. I don't think. I mean, if we do, it won't be actually the Outrider. It'll just be that type, the same type of ship. Mm. Katarn. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't think he's showing up. I think he's already shown up. See him in the trailer. Yeah, but you don't know that's this character's name. Yet. We'll have to see. Final thoughts, guys. It's actually been a good episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Real fun discussion, tangents and all. Yeah, of course, a little bit. Yeah, it was. As, but yet, Joe, we still didn't talk to get to review our stuff. But well, as, as Eric on Mighty Marvel Geeks would say, we've had more more tangents than a geometry class. Mm-hmm. I hated geometry. Me too. So did I. Actually, no, I actually enjoyed geometry. I hated algebra too. See, I loved algebra because you were messing with numbers. Geometry had too much proofs and that type of crap. I, I had no problems with problem I had with geometry is I was able to prove things right. And I went about it a totally different way. And I proved you could get the same answer. That there's more than one way to get the same answer. So you're my, the reason we have my, common core. We didn't have common core. My daughter did, but uh, final thoughts. I got nothing. Just over a month till Ahsoka. Yep. And with that. Gentlemen, sounds like there's only one thing left to be said. Give the evacuation code signal. Jet. I can hold it. Pull out! No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2.